Back to Basics 2.0 Enhanced Recovery After Surgery for Patients Undergoing Total Hip or Total Knee Arthroplasty by Lisa Spruce In 1997, a group of Northern European general surgeons introduced multimodal strategies to improve patient outcomes after researching ways to decrease postoperative complications. For example, ileus venous thromboembolism in patients undergoing a variety of non-cardiac surgical procedures. For example, colorectal resection, lung resection, mastectomy. The multimodal strategies focused on decreasing the patient's reaction to surgical stress and became known as Enhanced Recovery After Surgery, ERAS. This methodology includes providing optimal perioperative nutrition and opioid-free pain management to help the patient return to his or her normal diet after surgery. As the number of surgeons interested in this concept increased, they began to conduct additional research on the multimodal approach. In 2010, some of the physicians formed the ERAS Society in Sweden, and registered it as an international nonprofit medical academic society. The ERAS Society provides guidance for many surgical specialties, holds an annual international congress, and developed the ERAS implementation program to assist perioperative care teams with incorporating the ERAS protocols into patient care. Implementation of ERAS requires multidisciplinary teamwork and flexibility as evidence changes. To develop and implement a successful ERAS protocol, leaders should assess the status of existing processes, review available evidence before creating a protocol, consider change management before implementation, and measure performance and provide feedback during the implementation process. Also, when developing and implementing ERAS protocols, facility leaders should use a multidisciplinary and coordinated approach that addresses the needs of all stakeholders. For example, surgeons, anesthesia professionals, nurses, dietitians. This column reviews the components of an ERAS protocol for patients undergoing total hip arthroplasty, THA, or total knee arthroplasty, TKA. Using ERAS Society recommendations for other surgical specialties, perioperative team members can also apply ERAS concepts to many other types of procedures. Because ERAS includes implementation of strategies throughout the perioperative care continuum, all perioperative team members should be familiar with their facility's ERAS protocols and their individual roles in protocol execution. Practice Point Preoperative Care An ERAS protocol can be beneficial for patients undergoing THA or TKA. Several evidence-based preoperative period interventions can improve these patients' functional capacity and reduce postoperative complications. Perioperative team members should provide patients with preoperative education so that patients have accurate information and feel supported throughout the surgical continuum. The team members should refer patients who smoke to a smoking cessation program four weeks before the planned surgical procedure. Because alcohol use has been shown to increase the incidence of postoperative complications, an alcohol cessation program also may be helpful for patients who use alcohol. When perioperative teams identify anemia in patients, 
they should determine the cause of the anemia, if possible, and plan for the implementation of measures to address the anemia. For example, preoperative iron therapy, erythropoietin therapy, intraoperative blood salvage with postoperative retransfusion of salvage cells. Preoperative exercise programs may provide some positive effects related to patients' postoperative pain and function. However, these programs have not shown clinical significance related to length of stay or the patient's ability to meet discharge criteria, and therefore are not included in the ERAS recommendations for THA and TKA patients. Preoperative fasting is important. Patients should be informed that they may drink clear liquids until two hours before the procedure and may eat solid food until six hours before the procedure. Although not an essential intervention for patients undergoing THA or TKA, carbohydrate loading is another component of many ERAS protocols that may improve the patient's feeling of well-being. Administration of sedatives during the preoperative period may help relieve patient anxiety. However, routine use of sedatives is not recommended for patients undergoing THA or TKA because of the many side effects and contribution to postoperative sedation. During technical procedures, for example, administration of spinal anesthetic block, anesthesia professionals may administer short-acting sedatives. Perioperative team members should screen patients for postoperative nausea and vomiting, PONV, because these side effects cause patients distress and can contribute to increased length of stay and patient morbidity. Patients who do not smoke, are female, or have a past history of motion sickness or PONV are at an increased risk for PONV. Patients at risk for PONV may benefit from preoperative administration of a combination of first-line prophylactics, for example, droperidol, ondansetron, dexamethasone, for prevention. Blood loss can occur during THA and TKA and may result in the need for perioperative blood transfusions. Because these transfusions are associated with a variety of increased patient risks, for example, infection, transfusion reaction, organ failure, coagulopathy, death, and contribute to increased cost and length of stay, perioperative nurses should work with other team members to decrease blood loss during these procedures. Perioperative administration of transagamic acid may inhibit activation of plasminogen, plasmin, and tissue plasminogen activator. This inhibition can prevent the breakdown of fibrin clots and help to decrease intraoperative blood loss. To limit and reduce opioid use, perioperative nurses should assist other team members with providing multimodal analgesia for patients undergoing THA or TKA. Acetaminophen reduces pain and the need for morphine and also can decrease PONV when administered before surgery or upon arrival to the post-anesthesia care unit. The ERAS recommendations also support routine use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, if not contraindicated. Perioperative nurses should help patients maintain normothermia during the perioperative period. This may include implementation of passive warming methods, for example, with blankets and ambient room temperature, and active warming methods, for example, pre-warming and humidification of anesthetic gases, 
warming of IV and irrigation solutions. However, because of an increased risk of infection, the use of forced air warming blankets is not recommended at any time during THA or TKA. Currently, there is no consensus guidance on antimicrobial therapy for patients undergoing total joint procedures. Therefore, THA and TKA patients should receive antimicrobial prophylaxis according to individual facility guidelines. These patients are also at risk of developing deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolism, which can lead to death. Perioperative team members should provide antithrombic therapy according to individual facility guidelines. Practice Point Intraoperative Care Some long-standing intraoperative protocols are not included in the current ERAS guidance for THA and TKA. For example, many orthopedic surgeons use a tourniquet to decrease bleeding and improve visibility of the surgical field during TKA. However, tourniquet use during this procedure does not mitigate blood loss, can cause edema and negatively affect postoperative functional recovery, can increase the possibility of thrombosis, and does not improve the cementation process. Therefore, the ERAS recommendations do not include routine tourniquet use during TKA. Surgical drains are associated with increased occurrence of surgical site infections and hematomas and decreased incision site healing. As a result, routine use of surgical drains for THA and TKA patients is no longer recommended. Perioperative personnel should avoid urinary catheter use in patients undergoing THA and TKA. If used, urinary catheters should be removed when the patient is able to void. In addition, the threshold for placement of a urinary catheter should be 800 milliliters of residual urine after voiding rather than 500 milliliters. The higher threshold reduces the need for postoperative catheterization without increasing the risk of urinary complications. Some intraoperative interventions have helped improve patient outcomes. Intraoperative fluid management is important. When patients are able to drink and maintain adequate hydration according to the accepted fasting guidelines, gastrointestinal function returns quickly. Although there is little research on fluid management in patients undergoing total joint procedures, ERAS recommendations support judicious use of IV fluids intraoperatively and early return to oral intake with discontinuation of IV fluids postoperatively. Perioperative team members should administer IV fluids to maintain fluid and electrolyte balance and renal function and also to address insensible fluid loss. Practice Point Postoperative Care The ERAS protocol for TKA and TAH patients includes facilitating the patient's return to a normal diet after surgery. Perioperative nurses can encourage patients during this process. Prolonged inactivity after surgery can lead to a variety of physiological consequences, including muscle atrophy, decreased pulmonary function, and increased risk of venous thromboembolism. Perioperative nurses should encourage and assist patients with mobilization activities to improve patient outcomes and decrease postoperative length of stay. Facility leaders should establish objective discharge criteria 
that specify the activities patients must be able to perform before discharge and to plan for patient discharge to home rather than to another facility. Discharge criteria should include a list of the activities of daily living, for example, toileting, dressing, performing independent self-care, or other basic activities a patient should be able to complete at home. Conclusion Multimodal ERAS protocols for patients undergoing THA or TKA can improve patient satisfaction and outcomes. Facility leaders should use a multidisciplinary approach to develop and implement ERAS protocols. They also should measure performance and provide feedback during the implementation process. The ERAS recommendations for patients undergoing THA and TKA are based on current evidence and address all phases of the perioperative continuum. Perioperative nurses and other team members should incorporate current ERAS recommendations into patient care activities to help their patients attain the best possible outcomes. This Back to Basics 2.0 article contains three knowledge checks. I will now read the first knowledge check for the practice point, preoperative care. Susan and Tom, perioperative RNs, Ian, an advanced practice nurse, and Mary, an anesthesia professional, participate in the preoperative care of patients who are undergoing THA or TKA. Susan works in the pre-admission clinic and meets with patients at least four weeks before surgery. She provides patients with the required education and support as they plan for their surgery. During the information session, Susan refers patients who smoke to a smoking cessation class and assesses them for anemia. She mentions that an optional preoperative exercise class may help them regain function after surgery. Additionally, she instructs them to drink apple juice two hours before they leave their home for the facility. Ian also works in the pre-admission clinic. His responsibilities include meeting with patients to discuss their postoperative medication regimens. He provides most patients with a prescription for a 30-day supply of hydrocodone to manage their pain during the immediate postoperative period. Tom works in the preoperative holding area and assists with patient preparation for surgery. He provides interventions to warm his patients when they are waiting and administers ordered medications to decrease PONV and pain. Mary visits with her patients in the preoperative holding area and discusses the anesthesia plan with them. She explains that they will not receive any sedatives when waiting for surgery because evidence has shown patient recovery is delayed after sedative use. She mentions that early mobilization after surgery is important to help decrease the risk of complications, for example, blood clots. In this scenario, who did not follow the recommended practice point? A. Tom B. Susan C. Ian or D. Mary I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Ian did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the second knowledge check for the practice point, intraoperative care. Dan, an experienced RN circulator, 
is providing patient care during a TKA procedure. He is working with Mark, an anesthesia professional. Dr. G, the orthopedic surgeon for the procedure, recently changed some of his practices. He no longer routinely requires a tourniquet or surgical drain for TKA patients. Approximately one month ago, he collaborated with Kelly, the orthopedic resource nurse, to update his preference card. Kelly announced the changes at the daily team huddle and monthly department staff meeting. After induction, Mark monitors the patient's IV fluids and administers the prophylactic antibiotic. He observes Dan gathering supplies to insert a urinary catheter and reminds him that there is no need for a catheter during this procedure. Dan thanks Mark for the reminder and then removes the warming blanket, applies a tourniquet, and begins the skin prep. In this scenario, who did not follow the recommended practice point? A. Dr. G. B. Dan. C. Mark. Or D. Kelly. I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Dan did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the third and final knowledge check for the practice point, post-operative care. Jean, Carol, George, and Stan are nurses caring for post-operative patients. Each RN is caring for a patient who is recovering from either a TKA or THA, and all four patients are awake. Stan's patient requests something to drink, and Stan provides her with ice chips and apple juice. He also assists her into a sitting position and encourages her to take deep breaths. Carol's patient mentions he is thirsty and hungry, and Carol provides him with orange juice and crackers. Jean's patient requests pain medication and something to drink. Jean tells the patient that he cannot eat or drink anything for an hour after surgery and leaves the bedside to obtain morphine to administer via the IV. George's patient has been tolerating fluids without any concerns and asks if she can get out of bed. Because George's patient will be discharged to home from the post-anesthesia care unit, he contacts the physical therapist to come to the bedside to provide patient education on mobilization and assist with the patient's first post-operative ambulation. In this scenario, who did not follow the recommended practice point? A. George B. Carol, C. Stan, or D. Jean. I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Jean did not follow the recommended practice point.